This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clarence Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, my name is Eva. 
Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. Good to hear your sound. Okay, yeah. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Can I get a prayer request in real quick? Yes. I'm having a pretty bad uh, thing going on above my nose over to my left eye. If you could keep me lifted up, and I'm going to see if I can't get in to see a doctor. So. Okay, so you're experiencing a lot of pain in that area? Uh, yeah, but it's all red, and it's it's hard to explain. It's in between both eyes. Okay. Thank you. Well, okay, sure. We will definitely be praying for you. Good morning, Valacita. It's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Right on mute. Okay. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Valuables. Rochelle, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Rochelle. Good morning. Um, can, I, good morning. can I add um, JC to the prayer list this morning just for healing? JC for healing. Mm-hmm. Or JC. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank I, you. I, thank you. All right. Have a good day. You too. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Hey, Valacita. This is Bill Kedra. I have a prayer request. Okay, sure. Um, if we could pray for my coworker, um, God knows the issues. Just pray for her heart. She has a very, very dark heart. Her whole action shows that. So if we could just pray for her heart, that stony heart gets turned to a heart of flesh. Her name is Gia. Um, could you repeat her name for me, Kendra? Jill. Jill. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Got her the whole office. Amen. I think I'm the only believer in there, so just the whole office. Okay. 
Thank you. And back on welcome. Okay. morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Alicita. It's Kenya. Good morning, Good morning Kenya. Happy Wednesday. Happy wait while we wait. That's right. <laughs> is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we, we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute, and we'll begin. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us during the month of June, where our monthly theme is entitled Sanctification Set Apart. All of the declarations will focus on the importance of sanctification and being set apart to do and hear the will of God so that you can execute his plan for you. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truth along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign, I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. We have three prayer requests. The first one is from Sister Susie. She is experiencing some pain and redness um, above her nose and between both eyes, and she'll be going to the doctor. So we're just going to be praying for complete healing for Susie. Um, Rochelle has um, requested prayer for our very own JC. She is um, praying for healing for JC. So that's uh, healing for JC. And then Kedra is asking for prayer for her co-workers and and one in particular whose name is Jill, um, praying for um, her stony heart to be softened. So that's for her co-worker Jill and her whole office. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is 2 Timothy 
chapter 2, verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. And now pass the call to Sabrina. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah, Father. We bless you this morning. We come before you today grateful for the opportunity to see the sunrise, for the opportunity to see the breaking, the dawning of a new day, sitting in the fact that it was your grace and your mercy that allowed us to be right here in this moment. Father, we know that it was not of any goodness of our own. We didn't earn another day. We didn't work to achieve another day, but God, it was simply grace and mercy. Father, we thank you for watching over us last night while we slept. Hallelujah. How you cradled us in the safety of your arms. Whether we slept all night or woke up intermittently, God, you kept us from danger, seen and unseen. You kept us from robbers and murderers and stray bullets and rapists. God, we don't take any of that for granted. Sure, we locked up the house last night. We checked and double checked, but God, we realized that it was your angels that encamped around about us last night, and we are extremely grateful. Father, we just thank you for how you continue to move on our behalf, even when we don't recognize that it is you that's working the will and the do of your good pleasure out in our lives. We thank you because you are optimistic. You're omniscient. You're everywhere at the same time. God, we just thank you for just being all-knowing. We thank you for being supreme and sufficient. Hallelujah. We thank you for your goodness. You can put your phone on mute, please. God, we just thank you. And we stand and declare that above you, there is no other. We recognize that you are our help. You are our strength. You are everything we need. And so we recognize that you are sufficient all by yourself. We thank you that you are a God that stands independently. We thank you for God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God. And you are the Alpha and Omega. God, we just bless your name on this morning making just the decision to thank you for everything before we ask you for anything. We thank you for this body of believers that has chosen to gather here this morning to hear from you. We thank you for this body of believers that has gathered this morning, waiting on a word from you, that has gathered here this morning, waiting to worship you because you are just that good in their life. Father, we thank you for bringing us safely to this point of the year. We are at the sixth month March. And God, we have seen and endured some things we didn't think that we could see or we would endure in our lifetime, but you have been so faithful. The things that we thought would take us out, the things that we thought would take us under, the things that we thought would bankrupt us, God, we are yet still standing triumphant, declaring that we are more than conquerors. And so we just recognize that, God, you are not moved by what's happening in the world. You are not troubled by what's happening in the economy. We thank you that the cattle on a thousand hill that you used to provide for us 
is still giving what it's supposed to give. We thank you that you still have a house with many mansions in it, God. And we just thank you for how you've used the last six months to stretch our faith. You've used the last six months to open up our hearts to your will for our lives and to force us to understand that it takes surrender and obedience to be in the direct will of you. So God, we thank you this morning that we come seeking to learn about sanctification, God. We ask that you would continue to give us a desire to read your word because we realize that is how we sanctify ourselves, your, through your word, which is the truth. So, Father, we lift up those that are standing in the need of prayer this morning. We lift up JC asking for complete healing. God, you made her and you know all about her. So, God, we lift her up to you today, thanking you in advance for your will be done in her life and throughout her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Father, we lift up the office that Kendra, Kendra works in, God. Lift up all of her coworkers and Jill in particular, who it would seem might have a heart of stone. But God, I ask that if you would just touch Jill, God, and let her be receptive of the love that Kendra has to give her so that Kendra could be the Jesus that Jill may not otherwise see. I ask that you would bless Kendra, that her light may shine before men, that they may see you in her and come asking, what must I do to be saved? God, I thank you that all she has to do is be like be salt and be light and that you would do the worst. And so God, we thank you in advance for the testimony of not only mended relationships, but God, we thank you for the testimony of salvation and how purpose was revealed even in that situation. Father, we lift up all of the prayer requests that was lifted to you today. God, those that were spoken, those that were unspoken, those that hadn't even formulated yet, we thank you that you are God, that you know our thoughts are far off. So even the things that are still coming together in our own minds, you have already worked it out. God, you have already set a plan in place for it. We thank you for Romans 8, 28, that all things are working together, God. Even the things that are comprised of our prayer requests, those that are secret, those that are unspoken, those that are unknown, it's already worked. And so we bless your name for that, God. We continue to stand in solidarity of prayer with the faith community as we lift up Uvalde, Texas. God, as we lift up those families that lost all of those children. God, we lift up those fam that one family that lost their mother and their father. They, within the same 24-hour period, God, we ask that you would bless those four children. God, I don't even know what to ask on their behalf, but I know that whatever needs to be done, only you can do it. So I lift up those children to you today, God. I lift up those parents who are still trying to make sense of something that makes no since God, and I'm asking you to do what only you can do, and that's just to be God, to be your sovereign self, to be your good and merciful self, be God. Father, I can't help but to look back and to thank you for every tragedy that you protected our children from. It's not because of their goodness. It's not because of our goodness, but God, you chose to spare them from active shooter situations. You chose to spare us from active shooter situations. So God, even as we lift up those that have been affected and we stand in empathy, God, we can't help but realize that if it had not been for you who was on our side, we could have been in that very position. So for that, we simply say, thank you. We don't take for granted that our children can go to school and come home safely anymore. That notion has been shattered. We thank you for everything. We thank you for every crossing guard. We thank you for every security guard, every teacher. We thank you for every deterrent, God, that's still. We thank you for every encamping angel. <laughs> 
Father, we ask that you would touch those that are being affected with this new virus, monkeypox, God. If it ain't one thing, I promise you, it feels like it's another, but God, your blood still works. And so we lift up those that are affected with that, and we thank you for your cleansing blood that can cleanse even a virus, God, with unknown origins. God, we just thank you for your blood. Your blood is the solution. Your grace and salvation is the solution to every sickness that man will encounter, whether it's sin in the soul or a sickness in the body. We have a solution. And so for that, Father, we just thank you for your cleansing agent. We thank you for your blood that's working miracles. Even on our behalf, we lift up those that are battling and standing against cancer on today. We thank you for all of those that have outlived prognosis. We thank you for those that are defying the doctors by your grace. And we thank you that strength be multiplied. We thank you that grace be multiplied. We just thank you that life has been given. And we thank you that we cherish each and every day. Father, we lift up those that are standing in bereavement. We lift up Aisha Jackson and her family. God, we just thank you for speaking peace in the midst of chaos. And God, in the days to come, we ask that you would speak, continue to speak peace that surpasses all understanding. We thank you for lives that have been well lived and cherished. And we thank you for precious memories that will carry us safely through the coming days. Father, we lift up all of those who are graduating, God, who have completed their course. We thank you for the graduates that are represented on this love. We thank you for the parents that are sacrificed. God, we thank you for the provision that you made even to that end. God, there is no shortage of things that we can thank you for. So God, as we realize that you are yet having your way in the world, God, we ask that you will use us even out in the marketplace. Hallelujah. Use us as your vessels of honor. God, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would have your way in our lives. God, we surrender our will in exchange for yours so that you can use us as you see fit out in the highways and the hedges. God, we ask that you would make us evangelists and witnesses unto you. Father, we thank you for the desire to place our own sufferings aside. We thank you for the desire and the willingness to set our own stuff aside so that we can be used by you, God. We just want to be used, God, in the name of Jesus. So as we take our phones off of mute, we do so with joy and enthusiasm, grateful for another day. Thank you, God. 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 Th
with regard to our purpose and God's plan for our lives. And so, again, I extend the invitation for all that are willing to join us with our corporate fast on today. Um, I have a super quick prayer request that during the course of your day today, if you would, uh, in about three minutes, my dear friend Patrick Foster, Pastor Patrick Foster, is going in for a procedure on his heart. I uh, just ask that you would pray for himself and his wife Inez throughout the course of the day. Um, just keep him on your heart and mind. Uh, that's just a personal request that I, I did not mention prior to our corporate prayer. So just if you would, Pastor Patrick Foster. Amen. We are venturing into uncomfortable territory this morning. Um, the the amazing part is, um, and I've, I've said this a couple of times, it has not been historically the case that God would give me the theme um, in advance. And so all of these different themes were selected before the year ended in 2021, gave it to me in December, and it's been amazing to watch it unfold as he's given it to me. Um, I modified this month's theme just a little bit. It really should have been uh, initially the, the heading. It was originally consecration, uh, which we will also talk about because it works in cooperation with sanctification. Um, and sidebar note, um, you guys will begin to hear a declaration daily. Uh, I just want to acknowledge, Christina, thank you for um, the preparation. My plan was to read it this morning, um, but I'm going to be obedient and um, I'm going to have you do something a little later. I'll call you to tell you what that looks like. <laughs> push, push, shove, shove, monkey gorilla here, or monkey, what is it, monkey teddy bear. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I'm excited about this share because I, I recognize on the heels of surrender, um, we spent so much time with that topic so um, so graciously. Um, yeah, Gorilla Teddy Bear, that's right. Thank you <laughs> for that text message. Um, we spent so much time talking about surrender. Um, and, and my prayer is that we don't, these topics didn't just come out of the air. I promise you, Holy Spirit gave them to me specifically and very succinctly. Um, and even walking into sanctification, quote unquote, or set apart, uh, at some point in each and every one of our lives as it relates to our uh, surrender, to the truth of what God says about who we are, our identity um, concerning the, the reality that we are sons of, children of, friends of, um, servants to the Most High God, um, really sanctification, and I'll give you a definition in just a second, sanctification is a journey. So I don't want you to fear these conversations. I don't want you to, um, in your mind's eye, say to yourself, it is too hard to live holy. It is 
difficult. It's frustrating. Now, what I will say is it is not the simplest thing to do. However, each one of us have um, the grace to operate from a place of sanctification. And I promise you, um, as the month goes on, what my prayer is, is that it would lighten um, the idea or the concept. Because if you've learned this under the constructs or the confounds of religion, listen, honey, I might would hang up. <laughs> I might just slam the whole phone down. Um, because the truth is, in, in many cases, depending on what, what faith organization you grew up or, as my grandmother would say, were reared under, um, even the idea of sanctification is scary. But I promise you, it's, it's not scary. Um, it is actually very, very liberating. Um, there is freedom in sanctification once you identify its purpose and its use um, once you identify that it's a process it's not something that you um, come into the understanding of immediately right the bible says in all of our getting we are to get an understanding and the truth is i believe had we been taught identity before we were taught rules and regulations and um don't do this because if you do this you go into hell if we had been if we had been taught the truth of the fact that um being born again creates an entirely different playing field um when you understand that you have a spirit not only do you have a spirit you are spirit first you were a purpose before you were a person, right? And if, if you um, if you struggle with that understanding, just pray and ask Holy Spirit to open the eyes of your understanding to enlighten you, so that you understand this is not New Agey; it's straight Bible, and I promise I'll I'll walk you right through it. Um, so so let's let's get into it this morning. Let's get into it. Um, Eventually, you, you have to, as a believer, give yourself permission to grow up. That's, that's really all that it is. I believe that we have um, been living in a very diluted culture, um, for a lack of a better word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coin uh, this share, and you guys know I love shock value. I'm going to call it voluntary not involuntary, voluntary manslaughter. <laughs> what in the world? Is this a prayer call? Absolutely. And I promise I'll make it make sense. <laughs> I'm going to say it again for the sake of shock value. Voluntary manslaughter. Amen. So the word sanctification in and of itself is the action of making or declaring something holy, right? Uh, the action or process of being free from sin or purified. The process of sanctification takes deliberate action on our part. It requires intentionality. The action of causing something to be or seem morally right and or acceptable. 
to set apart to a sacred purpose or a religious or spiritual use, to consecrate, to again purify, to impart or impute sacredness or respect to, to give moral or social sanction to. What is the spiritual meaning of sanctification? Well, technically, sanctification is a verb. It's an action word, an activity, a form of sanctifying, which literally means, literally, to set apart for special use or purpose, right? And so it also, of course, says to make holy. And so you, you'd want to really understand what holiness is. It is righteous living. Well, the beautiful thing is we got action because we are made pure and perfect by his righteousness. We are, therefore, the righteousness of God, right? So the entomology of it or the origin of the word in and of itself comes from a Latin root, and it, it is uh, of the word sanctus. Um, again, it just refers to a state or process of being set aside. It means a vessel full of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you a couple of different scriptures, but I'm going to start with 1 John 3 and 9. 1 John 3 and 9. As my brother Nicholas says, 1 John <laughs> 3 and 9. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. Now I want you to take your mind and wrap it around this. I want you to, uh, and you can just write this down and, and, and listen if you'd like. Romans 8, 12, um, and, and I'm just going to read 12 in and of itself, but you can read a little bit further. and. And then we'll we'll go a little bit further into the teaching. So then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh or to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, listen, you must die. <laughs> but if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live for all who are being led by the spirit of God. These are the sons of God. Again, that's Romans 8 and 12. So then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body or the deeds of the flesh or the deeds of your ideas, the deeds of um, your immorality, you will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, listen, these are the sons of God. Again, that's Romans 8 and 12. Now, last week I shared with you all 
uh, that there are are four stages or phases, and and again, you don't have to agree. Study to Second Timothy two and fifteen. Study to show thyself approved workman. Needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth for your own self, because this word of God is available at your house and mine. Praise Jesus. Um, as a parent, now I I, I want to connect these dots for you. As a parent, my son do not always do what I think they should do. As parents, we have ideas uh, of how we would prefer our children operate or behave or move around, as I would say. Um, there, are, there are things that, that I wish they would do differently. There are things that I wish they could miss. There are things that I wish I could pick them up and skip them over, if that makes sense. Um, But the reality is I don't have the legal right to do that. We're talking about voluntary manslaughter. That is my title. Um, but, But here's the thing. No matter what they do, no matter how they do it, No matter if I agree or disagree, let me tell you one thing that is an absolute fact. They are my sons. Nothing can change that. They were given to me to steward, but their lives already have a predetermined end because they were a purpose before God gave me to carry them, to house that purpose, to nurture that purpose, they were already established before they were gifted to me. But at the end of the day, whether I agree or disagree with how they move around, with what they do or how they do it, they still are my sons. There isn't anything within reason that I would not do for my children, especially if I feel they're prepared for it, that they have the capacity for it. There are certain things as my sons that I recognize that they're not ready for. They're not um, capable of managing or maintaining, right? Keeping in mind that we are sons of God. It is a position of authority. It is not gender specific. But if you want to get a little deeper into that reality, you can just go to Genesis, uh, I believe, 1 and 9. I'll I'll find it. As a matter of fact, somebody grab it for me. Um, Male and female made he them. That's that's just what the word says, right? So, So here we are. The truth is that our children are our children no matter what they do. But what you begin to identify is the older they get, the more sure and certain our children get in their purpose, in their identity, the more clarity uh, they gain or they gather or they garner as they grow, um, certain things begin to fall off. The advantage of the believer is, as as Mel would say, um, Uh, Old things are passed away. Behold, right? All things are made new. We are new creatures in Christ. When we understand um, the significance of the adoption into and being engrafted into uh, kingdom citizenship, 
we are now operating from a place of onus, and I promise sanctification is going to be part of this process. And and I'm I'm starting from this rudimentary place because I need you to get what happens when the revelation takes place. Some things come by revelation, but what you understand is sanctification is a manifestation of understanding and interpreting the revelation that God gives you of who he is first and who you are in and through him, right? So so even in our natural world, in our natural element, as we are parenting our children, you recognize that at five years old, if you had purchased a car for your child, there just wouldn't be a rational way to hand them keys to an automobile and tell them this car is yours. Um, for people who um, were given the benefit of preparing for children prior to their arrival, um, which isn't the majority of our tales, or making plans and preparation for our children to be born into uh, the earth. Thank you, Rochelle. Um, it is imperative that you understand levels and degrees of maturity. Sanctification literally is the manifestation of the revelation of who you say God is to you, who you say you are as a child of God, who you say you are as a son of God, but who you say you are and understand and come into the revelation of what exactly your function is in the kingdom in and of itself. Okay. Um, so, and now with uh, Genesis 5, and two for those who were interested, male and female created he them and blessed them and called their their name Adam in the day when they were created. T H E Y, not just Adam. And so um I'll I'll go further into that as we go into um the teaching throughout the month. But but what I want you to understand is that everything that you need to operate from a place of authority is inside of you, even um, the ability to activate your process of sanctification. Okay. Um, I remember being a, a child and even the idea of sanctification or consecration was scary to me. It, it was a little intimidating because I I felt like it was full of rule and regimen when reality is, as you grow up, um, as you start to understand or get a revelation really of who God is, um, how much God loves you, how important you are to the structural and fundamental um, building blocks of evangelism and discipleship in the dispensation in which your spirit was given permission to exist through your body. I'm going to say that often because I need you to get it. You were a purpose before you were a person. But when, when you start to really understand God's immense love for you, Something kind of happens as um, the word begins to resonate and um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The more you spend time um, really wanting to understand who God is, why God is, how God is, what God is to you, what God is to man, what God is to future generations, the more um, you take the time to intentionally go after God, 
There are certain things, I promise you, um, as the revelations start to manifest in your life, you get a clearer understanding and certain things you just don't want to do. That's part of the sanctification process. I don't want to offend God. I don't want God to be disappointed. I can't disappoint him. There's nothing I can do that will. But listen, there's nothing um, more freeing than having clean hands. And holiness produces that level of sanctification. We're talking about voluntary manslaughter. I just mentioned a moment ago that if I had a five-year-old child and I handed him a set of car keys and said, baby, listen, this is for you. And I told him to go get on the highways and the byways. Honey, just go let the top down and let the wind blow in your hair. I'm going to jail. Going to jail. <laughs> I'm going to jail. And with the nature of how my relationships are set up, honey, my friends would say, now, I know you're a little different, but that was off. So what was that about? You understand that until a child is ready, be it a son or a daughter, until a child is ready, there are certain constraints you have in place to keep them as safe as possible, right, for their own protection. Now, ironically, for, for some of our, all of our children, if you have more than one child, they are all extremely different. Their level of capacity is different. Their level of understanding is different. Their level of maturity is different. How they handle um, setbacks or uh, fallouts or broken places is predicated on how God put them together individually, independently. And so I want to um, bring to the forefront to each of you that are listening to the sound of my voice right now, how you are built has nothing to do with how I am built. My responsibility, my obligation, um, even my consequence would be different than yours individually and independently. That's the beauty of sanctification. It is, uh, uh, mm, what did we call it? Was it? I was going to say EAP. No, EAP is what you use at your job when you need some therapy, but you don't want to pay for it. What is the, uh, it's a 504 in schools, in public schools, where they have a specific action plan for people with um, disadvantages in learning or ability, right? Everybody has their own structured plan, right? It's not like a, a blanket college course where you get your syllabus and you know exactly what you're doing, what proctor you're going to visit with, um, who is your professor for this particular field or this particular um, subject. IEP, that's exactly what it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, y'all. Um, right. So, so some people have a, a specific IEP. Some people's understanding is not, um, not built for heavy weighted things, right? Everybody doesn't have the same learning process because their assignment is different, right? Everybody has their own set of um, purpose, objectives, and agendas that are written in heaven's books, right? So what I'm responsible for is certain stuff I just can't do because of the nature of the weight of what I'm called to do. 
I, I, I can't do that. I can't go over there. I can't, I can't do none of that, right? There are certain folks that it seems like they're getting away with X, Y, and Z. But the reality is, um, in many cases, they still have no idea of identity or sonship. I'm talking about from the pulpit to the back door. I'm talking about from the usher board to the choir stand. I'm, I'm talking about to bishops and um, to listen, right? And, and I hate to say it, that blanket, and this is no shade on the church, none whatsoever, but what I believe is um, we have been taught such a limited guise of being holy. Uh, it's tight, but it's right. I said that jokingly, but people that don't know me would know. And the reality is it is tight, but it's right, but it's really not that tight, honestly. The, the closer you get to... Um, understanding God's love for you. And and don't get me wrong, it's never going to be easy, right? It's never, ever going to be seamless. And the reality is sometimes you're going to blow it in your process after you saved. You blow it more frequently when you really don't understand your purpose or your use. We're talking about voluntary manslaughter. <laughs> promise I'm a tie, all that is. Let me let me get back to some scripture, right? So so we talked about um for all who have, are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Right? No one who is born of God will continue to sin. So so the reality is when you know who you are, uh there are certain things that you just don't want to be bothered with. Right? When God's seed is in you, when what he's planted inside of you, there is a hunger and thirst that happens. Um, some things are based upon, again, getting an understanding, information. A lot of us don't understand what it means to be sanctified or to be set apart or to accept our set apartness, child. You know that, that place where you just do not fit in? Where rain shines, sweet or snow, it is literally God leading and guiding you. It's that Matthew uh, 6 and 33. It's that seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. It is that the steps of a righteous man are ordered up and by the Lord. We we are being pushed into and sometimes painstakingly and um, full of discomfort, pushed into places of purpose. So let me go back to First uh, John 17 um, and 13. I'm coming to you, coming to you now, but I say these things. This is Jesus praying for us, right? I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them. For they are not of the world anymore than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. As you sent me into the world, 
I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they may too be fully sanctified. Right? There is a level of maturity based on what the word says first and foremost. Again, we're talking about voluntary manslaughter. Um, what I had to begin to realize is that through, um, and, and everybody has these seasons, and if you haven't, keep living, through my darkest season, through my season of um, being tested and being proven and, and where each of my children was touched through the process of me being pulled into a place of sanctification um, to a greater level, I thought that I was a lot further than I was. <laughs> when my process began, I really did. I had played myself. I had tricked myself into thinking um, that I had, had gone a little further than I actually had. And what I had to realize is that he wasn't trying to kill me. He was trying to kill me. He was trying to get me to cooperate with killing the flesh myself. Right? He was trying to get me to the place of revelation that um, the, the faster I subdue the things that would um, take my focus, the faster I lasso the things that would keep me from operating in a place of consistency, uh, the faster I would digress from thoughts that promoted anything other than his objective or his agenda, the faster I would take the time to kill even my own personal ambition over the purpose that he sent me to occupy as a spirit in a body. There were things that I had to understand and put together for my own life, right? The sanctification process in and of itself is literally um, the recognition of the power of grace, right? Considering that grace never runs out. It never, ever, 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 ever goes away. I need you to hear me. It never goes away. So so I'm going to say this. This is not a pass to do whatever because we, we just heard that when we understand that we're sons of God, we just, some stuff, um, we just don't don't really do anymore. And that's as a re direct result or reflection of us crucifying the flesh daily. It is a cooperative decision with the truth of our understanding or the revelation of who we are. And keep in mind that, that uh, the word says, for them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. But it also says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Right? So the more I began to understand that I am purposed for all the things that I do, the more focused on my purpose I became. The majority of the time people struggle with sinning less because you're still trying to figure out who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing? This should be easier. There's got to be more. There are several things that happen in the person's, in any, any person's mind when you really don't understand what you're here for. There are distractions that are easily, um, you are easily influenced by because you don't necessarily know which direction to go. 
right? There's a level of resistance that you lack or resilience that you lack because you're not sure you're on target or on track. Does that make sense? I hope that made sense. Sanctification is an absolute matter of agreeing with what heaven says based on your level of understanding. Now, it doesn't mean more is not required, but it usually is the only amount of capacity that you have to cooperate with what's already written of you. Sanctification is a requirement um, for life and longevity. Sanctification is agreeing with what heaven says in such a way that your life, your integrity, your character, when nobody is looking, lines up with what's already established of you in the heavens. So it doesn't have to be that if you sin, you're going to hell. Well, all things are lawful but not expedient. The truth is if you are um, in the hand of God, nothing can pluck you out. I don't care what you do. You hang up and smoke crack. That's not going to send you to hell. Sorry. If you land in the bed with your boyfriend and his woman, that's not going to send you. I'm just being honest, and I know that's that's a lot to say, but I, I need you to understand nothing and for some people, you don't have to agree. I don't care. Um, some people will tell you that you'll um, lose your uh, salvation. Okay, if if that's what you say. But if, if he called you, now you can be turned over to a reprobate mind. However, um, that's, that's like one of the worst case scenarios. But ultimately, he chose us. We didn't, we didn't choose him, right? The only thing that sanctification does is put you in a better position to fully operate and to fully play out everything that's written of you in the heavens. Sanctification repositions you for a greater level of success, for a greater level of access um, to outcomes that are favorable for everyone you're connected to. Sanctification protects you from you. And let me, let me explain that, and then um, I'm going to wrap it up. Sanctification keeps you from killing yourself with guilt. Sanctification keeps you from inundating your thoughts and your mind, from having to, quote, unquote, because spiritual warfare is not everything. Some stuff is just you made a bad decision right there. You didn't, you didn't execute that right. That's not warfare. That's bad choices. Some stuff ain't the devil. Some stuff is just you should have thought that out a little bit further. You could have made different plans because technically, now listen, this is just me. There are certain places I'm not going because I'm not going, I'm not going to be good when I come back. I'm not, I'm not going to no hotel with a cat. I'm not. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that because then I'm going to be dealing with a whole bunch of guilt because I'm not that super strong. So I'm, I'm not doing that. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Sanctification is making active, employing active decisions to keep yourself out of harm's way. Jesus himself said, listen, I, I didn't pray. Don't take them out. Protect them from the evil one. Honey, sometimes the evil one is your raggedy, rickety thinking. Child, mine, I don't know about y'all. So if we just keep it 276, certain stuff I'm just not doing because I don't want to deal with 
the guilt of unclean hands, period. So the sanctification process in and of itself, the understanding that I'm set apart for certain things. It means that I can't partake in everything. It means that if everybody around me is passing the blunt, well, chances are that's probably not somewhere I should go. I don't, I don't smoke weed because I don't want to be high anymore. I used to be high as Kuda Brown, but I, I, don't, I don't like being out of control like that. That's not really my thing. So that wouldn't be my struggle. But you give me 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> 240 chocolate ball head with a salt and pepper beard listen I'm, I'm gonna have a I'm, I'm gonna have a problem right you have to recognize number one your areas of weakness and voluntarily kill that flesh I'm not doing I'm not going there I'm not doing that I'm not going to put myself in harm's way I'm not going to put myself in a place where I have to be full of repentance. Repentance on a regular basis is just um, the wise thing to do. But to have an unnecessary infraction because you live an undisciplined life, an unset-apart life, an unsanctified life, an unholy life really is kind of like mental anguish for you personally. So during Love, Life, and Victory, we'll talk about um, some some basic kingdom strategy. Um, the, the Bible says, um, let he who lacks wisdom ask, and it shall freely be given unto him. You have to pray for wisdom to live. You have to know thyself as a world colloquialism, to thine own self be true. Sometimes you got to pay attention to what your natural proclivities are. You got to know where um, you have self-injurious behavior. You got to know your, your weaknesses and your struggles. Sanctification is really nothing more than, uh, uh, Deontay, I got a car for you at any, any five. Now, I know he can't drive it at five, but as, as I watch him mature and I, I know that he's gone through his driver's ed classes, I see him drive on the road. Um, it may not have been when he was five, but maybe by 16 or 18 or, you know, whatever your child's maturity level is. God, to whom much is given, much is required. And the, the sanctification process, especially when you understand that you have a spiritual assignment. God didn't send us here to go to work and go home. He didn't send us here to be uh, Sam's wife. He, he didn't send you here to be uh, Becky's husband. He sent you here on assignment. And what sanctification does is keep you in the clearest of spaces, keep you in the set aside set aside places and spaces, a vessel that is useful and kingdom useful is a very powerful place. You have the power within yourself to reposition somebody's entire life simply for making effective decisions that reflect the heart of the Father for your future and every future that's tied to yours. That's what sanctification is for, right? But it does not happen overnight. So for, you know, somebody that may be listening and you're struggling, the prayer is not, and, and I'm, I'm going to say it like this, and, and somebody may disagree, I don't care. Don't focus so much on the sanctification process. Focus on the revelation of who Father is and who he says you are. The sanctification process, just it happens. And the, the more you pursue him, the greater the desire to live a sanctified life. 
the greater the desire to live a set-apart life, the greater the desire to live a guilt-free life. I'm, I'm just telling you what I experienced. Now, your stuff might be different. I don't know. But as for me and, and my voluntary manslaughter, I die daily, right? I cast down um, false imagination and things that exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ every day, all the time. It's not spiritual warfare. I make active decisions. I ain't doing that. No, 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 <laughs> right? When I see something, when I see a quote-unquote, as we say in the natural, when I see a red flag, honey, that is burgundy. I don't want no I don't want no parts of that. I'm cool. I'll pass. Thanks anyway. So that being said, listen, there may be somebody joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Great declaration. It's Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that beautiful declaration. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy June 1st. Great declaration. <laughs> Amen. Good morning, Krishanda. Good morning, Dion. Thank you so much. It's Sister Tracy. Happy June 1st. Happy June 1st, girl. Morning. Oh, Uh-oh. I, I heard I heard some testosterone. And who else did I hear? Gigi. Hey, Gigi. Hey, good morning. Hi. Oh, morning. Hey, good morning. I heard I heard a man though too. I ain't crazy. Yeah, you big brother. Um hard at work <laughs> at the job. Love you, sis. Great decoration. <laughs> ah. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Dion. It's Miss D. B. Lord, and mercy, you don't even know my name this morning. <laughs> this was heavy, but it was good. Good morning. Good morning. Great morning. Good morning. It's Denise. Hey, Denise. Good morning. Good morning, Prosperous Pam here. Wonderful declaration. Hey, Prosperous. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning twice. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen in the back. Sunroof top all day. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. It's Gloria. Good morning. Love you. Good morning. This is Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone. A great decoration. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Good morning, Dion. It's Diane. Great decoration. Hi, Lady Di. Good morning. Good morning. They're always good messages. 
Well, thank you, ma'am. Hey, Dion, good morning. This is Kendra. I am saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost and on my way to glory. Great generation. Thank you. I'm encouraged. Well, good. I'm glad. Stay encouraged. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion, love you. Hey, love you too, little lady. Good morning, Dion. This is Kim. Once again, I've been in stitches. I think you are hilarious. <laughs> I love your your tail. <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just talking about what I was talking about. <laughs> I can only do it how he gave me to do it. So you stomp on my toes, though. You do it on a regular, and I get so tickled. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. That's that's my favorite. The agitator, go, wait, uh, gorilla, King Kong, teddy bear. Here it is. That's what it is. Gorilla, gorilla, teddy bear. Okay. Oh, oh. Love it. I love you <laughs> as both. <laughs> <laughs> love you more. Anybody else? Any questions, comments, commentary as we walk into love, life, and victory? If I made you mad, I am happy. Yay. <laughs> that means job well done. Give it to me. I'm, I can and you it. don't I'm care. Hey, <laughs> Dion, is, 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 is a subject on uh, sanctification for the month? It is. Oh, beautiful. Love it. Humble Al. Love it. Hey, Humble Al. Good morning. Good. I like it. <laughs> Good morning. This is Georgia. I I'm gonna say that um I, I, I lately I've been thinking about like, you know, all the things that I'm no longer interested in, the people who I no longer gravitate to, and I look at the way, you know, my life is going and I look at the way their life is going and you know, um, there's some cases where I'm like, okay, I'm a common, denom- common denominator in, you know, some of these, some of my friendships that have kind of dissipated. And then God told me one day, he was like, no, I'm the common denominator in the reason That's why some of these friendships and relationships have uh, dissipated. And he, um, you know, so you keep doing what you're doing. And then I, I get in my own head and then I'm like, okay, well, I, I know I'm in this transitioning point and I may not be, uh, to myself where I think I need to be as far as, you know, in my walk with Christ, but I'm not where I used to be. So I'm super proud of myself now because just looking at the things that I used to want to do, uh, the places I used to want to go, the people who I used to want to hang out with, and I look where they're at, and it's like, okay, you are getting closer to Christ, even though the things that you're, you know, you may not read the word as often as you should, but you haven't given them there more. Like, I have to give myself credit, um, but... I just appreciate you bringing that out. Like, just do what God leads you to do, and sanctification will come. So I just wanted to share that. That's good stuff, Georgia. And and the reality is that if if you were to just, especially if you've been doing the work of drawing closer to God, sanctification happens. And, and the cold part is, in some instances, you don't even realize when you transition, right, out of a thing. 
right? If if you mm-hmm. would take a look back for real, and and Georgia, you brought up an, an absolutely relevant fact. Sometimes I look at people who I used to call friends, um, and I'll be like, ooh. Or even somebody that perhaps I used to date, and I'll be like, what in the world was, how did that, what, what part, who, well, are you, now is you retarded? <laughs> you know, like how, how were they even an option? And I'm talking about from friendships to courtships. There are certain things, the more you spend time um, focused on what it is that God has for you to do, right? If you spend six months minding your own business and the other six months leaving everybody else's alone, listen, you end up winning. When you focus on God's plan for your life, people fall off. People identify themselves. You know, your your Judases will arise. And, and again, keeping in mind that it's not personal. It's all necessary. All of it. Even the, the, the parts you don't understand. But when you look at their life and you look at yours, if you've been doing the work, all you can say is, God, I thank you. Thank you for the separation of those relationships. Thank you for segmenting me and moving me out of places and spaces that I chose over recognizing that I'm a spirit and that I got a a whole spiritual assignment. There's stuff that I got to do, and it's my responsibility to do it, period. You know what? You you, you Hmm. brought up a good point because not too long ago, I was sitting in the mind frame of, you know, how come how come these people don't want to deal with me no more? I, there's such a freedom from that now. <laughs> there's such a freedom from that. It's like, thank you, Jesus, because it's just like, that's not the plan for me. So, you know, it's no longer why why is this relationship breaking down. It's just like, okay, God, I see you. It's you in that. So I'm I'm good with it. Yep. And then, then it's not so offensive. Right, then your feelings don't be hurt. I don't, I don't always understand a, a, a quote unquote betrayal. I don't always understand um, when, when somebody that I've spent a, a, a massive amount of time pouring into um, turns into this whole other thing that don't have nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with my purpose, and so now I just let it. Whatever. Child, bye. <laughs> I'm I'm good anyway. I I I let you hang out. Sorry. Anyway, anybody anybody else have anything? Good morning, Deanna. It's Kim again. And yes, I think I must have known. We must have hung out when we were kids or something. And you say so many of the same things I say. It's too funny. Anyway, I uh, the one thing I wanted to I shall celebrate was you made a point about when you start to recognize the, how much God loves you, you do things that for, for the people and those things that those people that you care about, the people that are important to you, 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 you will make sacrifices. I mean, as mothers, we do it all the time. You will make sacrifices and not even miss them. You will not recognize them because you love the love that you share with God, with the person, with the, with the one who's showering you with love. It causes all those other things to just kind of, uh, they pale in comparison. 
Girl, you are so funny. I love it. Mm, thank you, Lord. I'm so glad I got on this call this morning. I needed this. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Thank you, kind. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Oh, I thank you, um, Pastor Dave Dion. Um, when I noticed, well, I know that God has changed the way I used to think. Um, I had just made 60, so I drove to Vegas on May 30th to Vegas, and um, it's a church down there called a Faith Family Life Church. And so when I got there and everything, okay, you in Vegas, okay, the old Lisa would have been drinking and going to the club and all of that thing, but I was proud of myself that I didn't even want to do that. I um, was celebrating my birthday, so I had a, like a kitchen in my room and everything, so I cooked and, you know, barbecued and everything, but I was in church Sunday morning, listening to the Word of God, uh, and I was like, wow, I had no desire to even try to go, you know, hang out in the casinos and all of that kind of thing, so I was like, wow, Lord, look at God, even in my process, and I'm writing in my journal, and I, I'm at home, and and, and praying and, and looking at it and praying over what I write that happens every day. And I just thank God that he's changing the way I think. And the jealousy about people in the church that know the word more than me that they, you know, so that that's fine. I used to be really angry, but now I'm looking at God and I'm going to keep reading and keep going. And all that junk doesn't matter because they can boast all they want, you know, I'm not, but yeah. So I had to let that go and give it to God, and I thank God that he moved that off my heart. That, hey, hey, I, I, look at me. Look at me, Lisa. And you keep going, you keep reading. I'm going to bring the understanding to you. Don't worry about all that other nonsense. You you thinking in your head that ain't never going to get out of here today. Yeah, I ain't dating you. you. I ain't paying you no more to torment me and make me think that I'm not worth it. God, I'm worth more than he loved me more than anything. And I realized that now by being on this call every day and listening and reading. Thank you, God. That's so that's such a good thing. I love it. I'm Thank so you. so grateful that you have been empowered, Lisa. It's so nice to hear your, your new sound and it is new. It's, it's good. Very, very proud of you, darling. Yeah, and the road race has left. I stay back now, God. <laughs> and let him go ahead get in front of me. I used to be cussing in. Oh, and that's gone. Hey, hey, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I stay back. Go ahead and cut in front of me. I just start praying, Lord, help me, because you know the flesh going to start. <laughs> don't, don't do it, Lisa. Thank God how he would act. He's going to love it. Just let him go ahead. It's okay. It's not that serious. Amen. Thank you for sharing, babe. Amen. Maybe. Hey. Hey, I like activate the, your process of sanctification, accepting to be set apart. I, that, that was good stuff right there. I, I You know, I'm... Kim, I mean, I'd rather have a stump on the foot than a whole boot in my back, and he is a whole gorilla bully, but I love her to death. <laughs> but she puts us into purpose, though. She don't let it die. She don't allow our gifts to die, and if we just say yes and receive, you know, what 
um, the Lord has for us, we we can move forward without the boot in our back. <laughs> just just a little hand, just a little hand. Um, so I appreciate you, D. I love you so much, and thank you for kicking off um, sanctification, just helping us to get an understanding of where we go once we surrender. What's next? So love you. Absolutely, Amen. Good morning, this is Krishanda. Um, I just want to, my only comment is, mm-hmm, <laughs> like the old people. Mm-hmm, that sanctification process, but God is so precious and your word is so precious. Thank you for um, letting God use you. God bless you. Praise. Mm-hmm, girl. Hey, Ben, anybody else have anything? Good morning, Radical. It's kindness. I just want to say good morning. Let you know I love you and I appreciate you so much. Um, love all the family. Have a blessed day. And I'm so proud of you, Sister Lisa. Yay! <laughs> good morning, kindness. Good morning, Diamond in the back. Good morning. You have me. You have me laughing at myself because I had to check myself on a lot of things like what you were saying. But what really got me is the first thing you said. We were perfect. Before we were a person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was—I think what Rochelle just said about the heel in, in the boot. No, for yeah. me it was, it's a whole—it's a whole Cadillac with you on me. So, <laughs> with, a no top, with a rag top and a fifth wheel, right? And we on the autobahn. <laughs> we on the autobahn. There is no speed limit. You can't get no tickets. So you better keep moving. Period. So. I love you. Thank you. I you have me laughing this morning, but I thank you. <laughs> Going back on you. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, my sister. Blessings. Good to morning. You. How are you? Amazing. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um sanctification when we learn who we are and I love it that we were perfect before we were even in this human state and that we're spirits and so when we can really grasp that that will help us to understand that we were set apart before the very foundation of the world to do what he called us to do and so everybody has a piece of the puzzle to do their part. And when we all do our part, the picture is painted and the puzzle is perfect and the colors are beautiful. Love you. Have a great one. Listen, you, you just said it. Can you imagine if everybody got in their own lane? If everybody was doing what they were designed to do, what the world would look like, can you imagine what that could be? I think about that often. Yeah, it'd be what awesome. if everybody what if everybody just was who they were created to be at the love? What if everybody mm-hmm. just did what they were designed to do? What would this world look like? I guarantee you it would look much different than what it looks like right now. Yes. Help us, Lord Jesus. Yeah, it would be a little bit different. But thank you. We still got action. It's a new day. It's a new Donnie. 
And if the remnant would, would go on and rise up and take its place and we be the Jesus that somebody needs to see, if we stop mm-hmm. worrying about everybody else's business and sending everybody to hell and just participate in our own healing and deliverance and get the knowledge that we need to operate in our purpose and our destiny, how many people will be impacted by your life if you knew who you were? Yeah. It's a real thing. That part right there. Yeah, it's a real it's a real thing. And you know, Deanne, this is Ted again. Um, just to piggyback on what you said, it's not our business to react, think of what somebody else thinks of us. If I made sense of that, it's our business to do what thus says the Lord, so that we can be the Jesus that we can see. So, thank you. I'm full this morning. I'm almost through my phone. <laughs> hey, man. Literally, just just do you. Be the best you you can be possibly. Sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. Yes, Lord Jesus. Ah, <sighs> good stuff today. Amen. Stay in your Thank own you. business before you try to step in mine. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's a fact, Jack. Amen. Anybody else? Did I hear my wonder twin? I thought I did. Am I tripping? That was me. Oh, okay. I thought so. Okay. Yeah. Um more than anything, while while we go through this month, because you know, it it's from the outside looking in, I'll be like, I'm not calling. I don't want to hear nothing about no sanctification. <laughs> I'm just talking about me. I I don't know about y'all. But once upon a time because of the picture and how it was painted historically, I was scared of the idea of what sanctification looked like. If you grew up on the wrong side of the track, honey, holiness of hell. Listen, honey, one thing don't even have nothing to do with the other. How about that? Let's talk about that. If we just keep it 100. Right? And if you if you really understand that your salvation is solidified, when you confess Jesus as Lord, like straight up, I, I need you to get that. That you you live in a raggedy life is just as much a decision as living a sanctified one, right? But again, the more you know about who God is, who you are in him, I'm telling you, some stuff you don't even think about anymore. There there are areas in my life I don't recognize myself. Like for real. And it's not work that I did. It is, well, it is work that I did, but the work was simply going after the Father. Some stuff just kind of like fell off. Mm-hmm. Like some stuff was was absolved by the weight of glory that's on my life and in my life. Some things came by the revelation of knowing that for real, I'm not going to go to hell for that. I'm going to be, I'm going to probably guilt myself half to death. Guilt is for us. It's not for God. (laughs) That's what the enemy used to antagonize us. But the reality is if you don't have nothing to feel guilty of, you just kind of live this free, like your, your thought process is very different. And again, it's up to you how you choose to manage your life. We it's like we were sent here to to make choices. 
it goes right back to the word. Choose ye this day. Right? We have a choice in every single thing we do. No different than, look, look, get this. When I get to heaven, I don't know what, what heaven degree. Can somebody mute their phone? Whoever's building the she shed, it's a lot of noise. I, I, I don't, I want a, a fancy mansion. I want somebody to help me have to hold my crown up and stuff. Like, you hold this side, I'm going to get this side. Wait, turn left before we go in the door. I don't want to live in the foyer of heaven. There are degrees to the heavens. I don't want to live in the basement apartment. I would I would like a penthouse, please, and thank you. I just want to get <laughs> like there, sister. Get my two wings. I'm not. I'm not just gonna. I don't. I don't want to just get there. You can want to just get there. I don't want to just get there. I don't want to get there by the skin of my feet. That's all that matters. I ain't worried about the yeah, beauty seat as long as I get my step in there and I get my two wings to veil my feet. Well, yeah, that's 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 fine, and that's your interpretation. I don't want nothing forgettable or average. I don't want nothing regular. I know there's nothing average or regular in heaven, but what I'm saying is, if the Bible says winning souls is wise. All I care about is how many souls can we add to the kingdom? That's, everybody has their own spiritual rank. Everybody has their own spiritual capacity. I don't want average capacity. That's just getting there. That's just that's just for me. Yeah, that's that's oh, no. fine. I, 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 trust me, it's just I won't be average because I'm going. I'm looking for my star, my, my stars and my crown. It'll be, it'll oh, be okay. See, but that, that that that's all I'm saying is I don't I don't want yes, to just get there. I don't I don't want to just barely get there. I want to I want to oh, get no. there with yeah with some effort. I want to do my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. You know, pull out those stars out there. Gotta pull out another one. <laughs> Amen. Yes, Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 hear, I hear Lisa and I heard somebody else. Hold on, Lisa. Who else was that? It's Mary. I'll wait. You can go, Mary. Okay. Well, well, thank you, ma'am. I just want to say this. I've been, I'm, I'm newly on, kind of sort of newly on the call, but, and I've never met you, Pastor, but I sure would like to one day because I like people who bring uncut raw truth. I love it because that it's it's easy you know tell the truth to tell it plainly so that the least of them can understand it because that's what matters. And I love 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 it the life application. If you can't hear it from you, and apply it because it's just simple. It's not. I know you're an educated woman in the word. I can tell that, but that don't matter to you because bringing it and bringing it simple. I love that, and it's just. I just love it, and I appreciate it. And I just want to say that. And uh, man, I, I just, I just appreciate that because I like for people to understand and grow, and not knowing who I am, but knowing what you're supposed to know. And and you really do present that, and I surely appreciate it. And I love the humor in it too because I think it's just, um, you know, people, it's just real. And I appreciate that. Amen. Amen. And that's that's my point, Miss Mary. Is it's for real to. So for me, if you know anything about me, I got 18 million questions because I want to understand like I'm two because it won't help me. I don't I don't care how educated you are if it won't help me live. I want to know how to live 
in fullness. Mm-hmm. I want to know how to live without struggling. And and for real, when you, which is why we spent the entire month on surrender, when you surrender your will to God and you subject yourself to voluntary manslaughter, I'm every day I'm going to kill this flesh. I'm a, mm-hmm. if, I, if I feel my thoughts being misguided or misdirected, listen, 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 casting down every false imagination, any high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ, not the day devil. I'm not doing that. Right? Yeah. You, so I, you, I you appreciate You name this call right, declare victory, just because I, I, you know, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care about helping them get to that next level, understanding who Jesus is and saves in their life. And for me, just listening this time, uh, amount of time I've been here, I so appreciate that because I like it when it's uncut and raw. We're not playing with it. Just get it and understand it and, and thank Jesus. Amen. Amen. Just to pick out here, uh, uh, Dion, as you said, you know, I'm, I'm being practical what I'll say. Really, actually, I'm looking at the, 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 the unordinary because I am an unordinary. And I, I'm looking forward to the unordinary, the unfacilitated, the unlimited, because God don't put limitations on it. So in my mind, it's like, I'm seeing a crown, but I see another crown with so many, so many stars. They got to stack up the top of each other because the souls that I'm going to be bringing in is going to be rolling over. You see, just like the Bible says about when Jesus told the men to cast their net over, and then a fish was just like jumping into the boat. I'm looking, I'm looking for the, the for the people to jump in the boat and be so overflowing that net breaks, overflow. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Al. Go ahead, Lisa. I'm not just playing double duck sitting here <laughs> wanting to say so much. Thank you, um, Dion. I love you, like you a lot for um this declaration, this 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 about mutilation, about <laughs> what's the first word? What voluntary manslaughter. Oh, voluntary what? manslaughter. That's it. <laughs> Yourself, Lord have mercy, <laughs> right? It's like, okay, I, I'm gonna give you the option you to do it, and He does tell us to crucify this flesh and die daily, right? And I think that's the problem. I, I don't think that we intentionally, as believers, you know, set out to live this life the way we do and, and we look like the way that we are intentionally. I think we've been hoodwinked and bamboozled, and I'm not just talking about from the church, I'm talking about from the enemy. He set us on that course, and, and we kind of followed along it, and we didn't know the main and plain things to teach um, and to really teach about relationship opposed to religion. And I think if we had started that way about relationship with him, knowing who we are in him, then it would have made a difference of where we are today. So now just coming into the knowledge within the last, what, 10 years for me maybe, um, of coming into the knowledge that there is more and that this relationship is what he really desires from us, it makes a difference now, but it's still a process of going from faith to faith and glory to glory. He said, I set before you life and death. Choose life so that you can live, right? And the way we choose life is we choose to line up with his word. That is part of the process. Sanctification Mm -hmm. is going to happen whether we like it or not because he is conforming and transforming us to the image of his son. 
We are all being transformed. That's why we go through trials and tribulations and tests mm-hmm. because they work and produce and press things in and out and through us. It's all through the scripture. All throughout mm-hmm. the scripture. So it says we can count these things as joy, right? Being consecrated, yeah. being set apart, being safe for God. That's what my name means. Lisa means consecration. Mm-hmm. I'm full aware of that this is a process from the time mm-hmm. I was born. I We were all born to die, right? Yeah. So what will we do? Why we are here? Just as Jesus came to die, his sole purpose came to die for us, that we could have life eternal with him. So that mm-hmm. scripture, when you talked about, I don't want to live a life of just always having to run back to the altar and crying and feeling sad about, you know, what I did last night or what I kept doing. I did that. Okay, if that's yes. where you are, please get past it. Just keep going, right? But I did mm-hmm. that. Now to live a life where I don't have to constantly be in his face saying, Daddy, I'm sorry. You know mm-hmm. what helped me? It was the word. It says, um, the, the word talks about how if you love me, keep my commandments. And so me, I had to examine myself. How I would always say, God, I love you. And in worship, I'm pouring out my heart and I'm crying and all this stuff. And he started to convict me according to his word over there. And John, if you love me, keep my command. So I had That's to start. I come on now. I had to start understanding what does really love mean. Okay, right. are you just saying it? Lip service, this was me. Are you just saying this? So come on, do what you say you do. Because I'm mm-hmm. a woman of my word. I, I live with integrity. It's important to me. God knew that. That's how he made me. Right? Mm-hmm. Here's another scripture for Kim. It is over in Romans 2 and 4. It is the goodness of the Lord. You guys read it in so many different translations. Let me, in fact, read it real quick, Dion. I'll read it in the NIV. Or do you, um, it says, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness intends to lead you to repentance? Plain and simple, it's the goodness of the Lord that leads men towards repentance. He has been so good, so gracious, so merciful over and over and over again to me that it leads me into wanting to do right. It leads mm-hmm. me into wanting to do good. No different than the lady that had been forgiven of many of her sins, that she went to his feet and poured out her tears and her hair to show how much she appreciated everything that he had done for her. That's me. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Am I always there? Listen, sanctification is still a process. Still got more to do. As long as we're living, I haven't experienced everything. I got Mm -hmm. you. Sorry, you guys. Um, I haven't experienced everything. But my sister interrupted, said something to me. But I am absolutely certain that in this process of being sanctified, I'm being conformed to the image of his son in the image that's um, acceptable to him and that he desires of me. And so now I don't have to worry about comparing myself to anybody else. I got to run the race that's been set before me. Mm-hmm. It's been set before and, me. And that's that's, that's mm-hmm. all. I mean, again, which is why I say, honey, if you take six months to mind your business and the other mm-hmm. six to leave everybody else's alone, <laughs> listen, mm-hmm. after a while you start looking at the man in the mirror pointing four fingers back to you. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. you start checking yourself. You start getting your mind right because at the yeah. end of the day, after a while, you recognize it is not everybody else. Mm-mm. It's me. <laughs> and here's the thing: while it is you, right? When we say, you know, checking your own stuff, 
you living your life out authentically and empower and, and showing the grace of God, it empowers other people to do it too. It really does. Because now you start looking like, well, what's really going on? You know? Uh-huh. And, and, and it's almost like discovering that you might have been living a lie because that was what we believed it to be. Now this mindset's being shifted. Here we are now, children of God. Daddy got this. Here we are, sons of God. I have the authority and the power by Holy Spirit living on the inside of me to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And that that's what, once you start to understand that, child, mm-hmm. listen, honey, you, you, you talking about you talking about liberty. Listen, yeah. I mean freedom mm-hmm. that reigns supreme. Yeah. And after a while, like certain stuff, like sometimes I'd be like, okay, am I? Look, is I'm crazy? Because I, when I tell you unconcerned, yes, unconcerned. Let let me. I want to give you guys an example. This this how I know for real. God has done stuff in my heart that I didn't even recognize when it shifted. Let me let me just give y'all a little funny example. So the other day I was at a, a restaurant that I go to often, and when I came out of the restaurant. It appeared to me that somebody was sitting in my automobile, and I'm thinking to myself, "Why nobody sitting in my car? Clearly, that would be absolutely ludicrous." <laughs> well, lo and behold, I walk over to my car. There is a uh, an older, um, non-pigmented man. He's sitting in my car with his pants down around his hips. He had set his hat on my dashboard. He had his seatbelt on. So. Obviously, I left my car door unlocked, so I opened my car door, and I said, well, now, are are, are you headed somewhere? Yeah, going home. <laughs> and I said, you are? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, it's going to be a little difficult without keys, you know. And he looked around, and obviously, he was intoxicated. And so I said, well, I said, sir. I said, you probably aren't going to be able to drive my car, but I tell you what, let's see if we can get you to yours. Well, I didn't realize how intoxicated he was. I saw him, I had seen him earlier, and I could tell he was a little buzzed, but he was so intoxicated, I couldn't in good conscience allow the man to drive. I said, well, let me help you out. Let's go and see if we can call you a cab. How does that sound? So he said, okay. So I get the man out of the car. I help the man now buckle his pants back up and buckle his belt back up. And I'm thinking to myself, is this is this really happening right here? All right. And you know, after I took him inside, got the bartender to you know get him a cab or whatever. By this time, somebody had called the police. Um, long story short. The police came. The people that had called the police to make sure he was okay came. Um, And so I, you know, go ahead, get in my car. I get in my car. I recognize that I have the man's phone in my car. He had left it in my little basket in my passenger seat. Nevertheless, um, the people ended up calling his phone the next day. He was in the hospital. He had a whole hematoma in the front of his, in his frontal lobe. So he wasn't just intoxicated. He was extremely ill. 
Now, if you knew anything about who I used to be, <laughs> we would have never got to getting the bartender. We would have never got to getting to the people coming to pick up his phone the next day. We would have never got to none of that, y'all. I would have absolutely spazzed out. And his behind was on my car seat. His naked behind. And I didn't flash. And I didn't I, and the cold part is I didn't feel anything. There was no emotion. There was no frustration. There was I felt more sorry for the man being so discombobulated that I didn't trip off my car, got my little Clorox wipes and wiped my seat down and, you know, and went on about my business. But I said all of that to say that is absolutely a result of my sanctification process because once upon a time it would have shown up, been different. That's all I got to say. Hey, Deanna, dead men don't feel. Let me say this. You know, if you had done something different, this brings up the point you talked about earlier about, you know, um, our actions. Sure, we ain't going to hell for our actions, but our actions do have consequences. Let me just Mm -hmm. say this. It was the grace of God that you didn't go Richmond on him and beat him because he already Mm -hmm. had a hematoma. You probably would have killed that man and been Mm -hmm. sitting in jail for manslaughter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But God, it's right. like a setup, and He sets stuff in front of us. And which choice are you going to choose? Are you going to choose yep. the way of life, which is the way of love, or the way of death, which is the way of the flesh? Yep. Amen. That was a setup by God. Yep. But the 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 fact that when it was all over, Lisa, seriously, when I tell you, I felt nothing. Hmm. Like you know how. I would have at least been annoyed or irritated or frustrated Mm -hmm. or, you know, at least said a few choice words. I did not feel anything. There was no emotion tied to any of it. None. Mind-blowing. I I was, and, and I didn't think about it until later when the people came to pick up the man's phone and told me, you know, what all was going on with him. I was just grateful to God. I was like, hey, I didn't even, wait, <laughs> what just happened? Oh, my God. Naked Jesus. in your car with his pants down. <laughs> with his pants down. D-O-W. Did you hear me? D- down. Oh, <laughs> great. Great. That's great. <laughs> so much grace. Oh, my God. And I did not I, run out. I not only didn't run out, I didn't feel like I was thinking about possibly running out. That's the part. And I was like, mm. I can't believe this. Oh, my Jesus. I am saved. I Yay. am saved, Jesus. I do have the Holy Ghost. Oh, bless your name. <laughs> you played too much. <laughs> Listen, she has we come get a to long be the- way. We get to be the cloud of witnesses. Oh, my God. I have come a long way, y'all, because once upon a time, that little man would have got drugged out of my whole car. <laughs> right. In real life. Again and again. And I wouldn't have cared nothing about the consequences or nothing else. He did it. Oh, bless his name. If he did it for me, mm-hmm. show enough. He can do it for you. He does. That's all I know. Good morning. Uh-huh. Good morning. Okay. 
Good morning, everyone. Thank God for another day just to be alive. And Pastor Dion, I woke up this morning, I got on the line, and I heard you say, I didn't even hear the word sanctification until the young man asked, what was the topic of today? And you said sanctification. So the other day, I was in here meditating, and I heard the Lord say, sanctification. I began to cry this morning because we have to be set apart from people. We always want people around us, but that's not always the answer because God, where God is taking us, they can't always go where we're going. So mm-hmm. when I heard it this morning, I said, Lord, I have to set myself apart from some people because you get ready to do some things with me that people cannot go. So I thank God for the word on this morning that every time I think I'm you know how you examine yourself, say, Lord, am I on the right track? But when I get on Declare Victory in the mornings, you all always say something that is confirmation to what I have already asked God for. You know, I always question and say, I well, just am I? The, the janitors must not come down this hall. The, whoever talking about the janitors, can you mute your phone? <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. So I thank God on this morning for the word. It It just I love God this morning. I love his word because it strengthens us. And it's always someone that comes alone and give you confirmation to what you have already asked God. So I thank God this morning. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Good I just wanted to um, go back to when you talked about sanctification and um, how, you know, I was raised under uh, Bishop Garrison. And, you know, that was the old church. He was going to hell every two minutes. With sanctification looked like the thick white tights where you couldn't see nothing but white and the long skirt and the mother of the church, you sat in front of her. And when she got to singing and praising God, you got hit in the back of your head. So to me, running from sanctification, I don't want to be like that. But until you get that 2 Timothy 2 and 15 and know what it's really like, to understand who he really is, that's when you know that it's not what you see, but to study, to understand, to apply, to accept. That was good. I just wanted to share that because you, you can't. When you when you say sanctification, depending on, like you said, where you was raised, what church you was raised up in, you can get the wrong idea. It's white and it's right and it's tight and it's right, but just know how to apply it. It doesn't look the same on everybody, but it is from the same place. Oh, love you, sis. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, you. Rochelle. Oh, my God. I was white fight. waiting for my turn to jump in. I was just waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for my turn to jump in, and and you and you stole it from me. So you got to repent. You got to wait. Or are you going to hell? I had to give me a report to this time, Tanya. Wait, wait, wait. But listen, listen, listen. I don't I don't know how it was for you, Rochelle, when you were growing up, but I remember um being afraid of God because of what all of the the no shade at all. I'm just in my little head in my little mind thinking that, you know, I gotta do all of these things right. And that haunted not haunted me, but that that accompanied me to being to my adulthood. Until I started to recognize some things and pull label, levels off and realize 
But I did you know, one day I remember we had a mother, her name was Mother Stanley, who dressed just like that. Now, our church um, was not that strict, but she came. So like she was at that time. So if I was 20, she was 89 or something like that when I was a, like in my 20s. Um, but Mother Stanley only wore white shoes, white thick cotton stockings, white slip, white bra, probably white panties. I don't know. Um white coat, white per everything was white every single time you saw her. I don't know what she wore at home, but I know it was always white. And I was like, I don't, man, it, you know, like, I, and I'm so thankful that we didn't, they didn't force the kids. But when I was growing up, I couldn't wear pants because it didn't matter whether I was saved or not. I couldn't wear pants because you can't wear nothing pertaining to a woman and you're going to go to hell if you say then you wear pants. And then, then all of a sudden, you know, after some study and stuff, I'm going to make a point real quick. Then, then we realized, oh, you can wear pants, but then we could wear pants in stages. And then it became like, it don't really matter. And so it causes, it caused me to start to question many of the things that we were taught, even though they tried to use they did use that they found scriptures to support our our organization taught used scriptures to support the rules that they had and I remember one day reading this the the church's manual the the organization's manual it's a little black book, and I remember they would use words like "We don't condone." I was like, "Well, that don't mean it's a sin. Why would you tell people so um, uh, so let me wrap it up my my whole point dion when you when you said that as as a kid, you know, you were afraid of the process of, I'm not the process of sanctification, but how you said it, like you were afraid. I just realized today, June 1st, 2022, at 7.57, you said it earlier, but I'm saying it out loud. I realized as a kid that I was afraid too. I just never knew the verbiage. I never knew that I was really afraid of the sanctification process. And then it became this scurry of trying to do everything right. I'm literally delivering myself right now mm-hmm. of, and setting myself free of even old stuff that I wasn't even aware of. So we ne- we don't know it all. And so for the person that might be struggling with perhaps some of the things that you said about sanctification let me tell you something when I'm in love with someone when I was in love my husband was alive I loved him I did not do things that purposely offended him I just didn't do it because I knew it would hurt him and so while my relationship with God is not like that you know it's not what is it platonic like that or whatever it's not like that right it's not of a of a relationship I still love God and we have a relationship and so while I have choices to do things I make a choice like you said earlier not to do those things because I don't want to offend my dad. I don't want the Holy Spirit to grieve over a stupid choice that I make. And then when I find out that I did something that I should not have done, the consequences behind it, and then not allowing myself to be guilted into, right? It's just that whole process. I'm so thankful for grace. I'm so thankful for the process of sanctification and coming into the knowledge of Christ for myself not based on rules that are given to us by men who are trying to get it right, understanding that in many times they just misinterpreted what the meaning of the scripture was. Because you're trying to take Western culture, 
fit it into um, a Middle Eastern culture and make things comply and make us comply. And so now I'm rattling, but you get what I'm saying. Hopefully, I hope for somebody that might have been struggling with some of the things that you may have heard today that my little testimony helped you. But um, I'm so thankful for freedom and for liberty and knowing that I have not arrived and I still have work to do on myself. Come on. Like, I think, look, that should be freeing for everybody. Amen. Anybody else? This conversation has been so rich this morning. Amen. Thank you, Dion. My absolute honor. My absolute honor. And I'm sure some people are uncomfortable with some of the things that I said. And I I understand because once upon a time, I would have been uncomfortable with some of the things that I said. Um, I'm just grateful today for a greater revelation, a deeper understanding of the truth of the word. It is not a novel. Um, The word of God is spirit. And because we are spirit, um, our spirit understands things that we may not have ever read, that we may never read. And if you give um, yourself permission um, and and the the acceptance to operate in the freedom wherewith we were saved, some stuff will bring a greater revelation. And, and sometimes you got to sleep on it. You got to back up and examine that thing a second time. Go back and listen to the playback. Do your own study. Ask the Lord to unveil your eyes, to remove the scales from your eyes and to unplug your ears. The word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is our responsibility to intake as much truth as possible so that every single dead thing in our understanding, every single dead thing in how we've been exposed um, to who God is, is dismantled and uprooted so that we don't get mentioned at a later date as those who, um, and they did not please the Lord because they did what their forefathers did. Unfortunately, some of the stuff that those that love us and were responsible for teaching us and training us, they were taught bad. Charge it to ignorance. It was not personal. Literally, it wasn't, it wasn't personal. It's process. And you got to do your own due diligence and your own discovery and your own figuring out and weeding out. You got to come into the knowledge of Christ. Let every man work out his own soul salvation. Mama can't do it for you. The preacher can't do it for you. I can't do it for you. Listen, it's a process. But I promise if you do the work of of coming into understanding, it'll revolutionize your life. You'll find peace you didn't even know existed. I promise. I got proof. Anybody else have anything before we wrap it up? It's 8.02 on June the 1st, 2022. One more thing real quick. So when you think about Jesus and how radical his teaching was to the disciples, not to the disciples, but to the 
entire Jewish community, you're talking about the Pharisees, the Sadducees, like literally disrupting what they had, the old systems that they had, that they learned, that they lived by, and now introducing a, a, a new system, the system of uh, the, the um, dispensation of grace, not not the law. When you think about how radical that was and how challenging that was for some people, I don't know, it just clicked for me what you just said in comparison with what, not not comparing you to Jesus at all, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's not that the gospel has changed. That's not what Dion is saying. She's not, it's just that our eyes are being opened to to what the truth is about God's word and about relationship. Does that make sense? Like it, 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 mm-hmm. it yeah. And, and so don't think that this is some kind of new, this is not a new religion. This is not any of that. It is understanding the word of God and prayerfully considering um, the things that have been, that are being shared with us in this format on this call. That's it. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick, I just wanted to say it's going from faith to faith and going from glory to glory and going from one level to another level. And what it is really for us, I would admonish everyone, even myself, to surrender to the process of sanctification, to surrender to the process of being set apart for God's use. Surrender to the process. We just went through a whole month of surrender. We know how to do it inside, backwards, forwards, outwards. Listen, if you don't, go back, get the month study, but surrendering to that process because it's going to happen. And so mm-hmm. if we fight against it, it'll make it much more harder. Mm-hmm. And you'll be frustrated in the process. And All the time. Not really, <laughs> look, it's not really that serious, honestly. Come on. If, mm-hmm. if we just keep 100. Amen. Um, I just wanted to take the time yeah. to introduce myself. Um, okay. This is my first morning with you. Um, with you guys, um, and I was just thankful to have gotten you guys' number and be able to be on the prayer line with everyone. Um, I was just recently baptized on Monday, oh no, Sunday, um, and I think I'm just thankful that I had this opportunity to start, you know, my new journey with this conversation with you guys this morning. Well, super excited. Yeah. What's your name? Um, my name is Taquana. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Miss Taquana. Who invited you? Um, my mother did. <laughs> She's listening, I believe, at work, and she was like, "Get on the prayer line." And at first, I was a little bit nervous because I am kind of scared of like talking with people I don't know and just getting out there. So she told me to call in, and I and I was listening this morning, and I got off because I'm preparing for my interview this morning. And then I was like, "You know what? Let me just get back on while I'm." Let me just listen while I prepare for my interview, and I'm glad that I did. Well, that is phenomenal, Taquana, and I'll I'll say, as we say quite frequently, keep coming, Um, and the the culture is super-duper free. Um, This is a no-judgment zone. We try with everything that we are to love on people where they are. Um, If you ever have any questions, there are also support calls. There is a call on Thursday evening called Walk It Out. It's just uh, a women's call, Friday night live. If you're married, there's a Marriage Matters call as well. So we welcome you and congratulations and welcome to the kingdom. I'm excited about your freedom and I'm excited about watching you grow and find your sound as you 
Chase Heart and Fast After Purpose and Promise. So welcome, welcome, yes. welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Welcome. I received that. Thank you. Um, how welcome. do I get your information on your upcoming um, calls? So you can just go to declarevictory.org. Okay. And um, all of the, the call information is there. It's the same phone number. It's just uh, okay. there's Thursday and Friday evening at 6 and 6. Okay, perfect. Thank you, guys. And then also, if uh, you can have your mom or somebody add you to what's called the victory room, you'll always okay. stay abreast of what's, uh, what's transpiring as well. Yes, I will. Thank you. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Anybody else have something before we go? Hey, Dion. Well, listen. I was just, oh, hey, I was just thinking, um, the way you were, everyone was talking, it's almost like how Lisa was saying, you have to surrender to the process. You have to lose yourself to gain yourself. Just you lose your old self to gain your new self. Um, voluntary manslaughter. Exactly. You have to Beautiful. voluntarily lose it. Beautiful. <laughs> you did. Kill yourself, honey. <laughs> Please, literally, don't hear that, people. <laughs> I I don't mean literally kill. I'm. This is a figurative <laughs> narrative. <laughs> honey, listen. Get rid of the flesh, honey. He is not trying to kill you. He's trying to kill you. Come on. Did you say oh. forgive yourself to kill yourself? No, 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 I did not. I said he is not trying to kill you. He's trying to kill you, the you you created to survive, the you you created to think you were managing your own life, the you that you put yourself in a situation and a pickle which lands you in situations where you need to figure out, how do I get out of here? Where am I? I'm obviously lost. That's all. Oh, hey, man, hey, man. I, I <laughs> That's not minding your business. <laughs> right. That part. That part. Well, y'all, listen. Again, it's Wednesday. We're fasting today until 5 o'clock. We meet right back here at 5 p.m. It just means push back your plate. Um, we used to say fast from Facebook, but that's fake. Child, don't eat. And spend some time in prayer and pray for people other than your own self. How about that? And ask the Lord for some clarity while you're at it. It is extremely, extremely freeing, life-changing on multiple levels. And so we'll meet right back here at 5 p.m. I pray that this word produce fruit in your life, that you expect to live a life of sanctification, that you agree with living a holy lifestyle so that you don't have to live under the guise of self-condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that love him and are the called according to his purpose. So I'm excited that you will agree with what the heavens have already written about you. I'm excited that your life will produce great fruit and that, honey, you can live on the, the 13th floor of heaven if there is one. <laughs> I pray that you would expect God to do a new thing in your heart, that you would collectively collaborate with Holy Spirit in living a full life, a life where there is fullness of joy. 
so that you can um, hand down the legacy of this great inheritance that we have as a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and the sons of God. I love you guys, but I promise God loves you the most out here. You at five o'clock, y'all. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Have a good day. Have a good day.